Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. As, as we have studied this uh, in this series, we found out something that should be familiar to all of us, and that is your father is desperately in love with you. Did you know that? Oh, don't let your circumstances define that. You've got to go to the Word of God to find out how much he cares for you. And don't let your circumstances talk you out of it. As soon as he created Adam and Eve, Daniel, the very first thing he did is he looked them in the eye, and he blessed them. And that word in the Hebrew means that he, it, the picture is he held their faces in his hands and he told them, he blessed them, he gave them his affirmation, his blessing. And he said, be fruitful, be productive, multiply, take dominion over all the earth. I am giving you something that is mine and it is now yours. God blessed his people. Even though Adam sinned. And you know that the heart of Adam's sin, you know what it was? It was the desire and the choice to be sovereign over his own life. And you know what that included? God said, don't eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now remember who planted the seeds to every tree in the garden? The word says that God planted the garden. So God said, don't eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because if you do, you will die. So remember this, that inherent in original sin was consuming something that only belonged to God. Uh-oh. Consuming something that only belonged to God. And when Adam and Eve consumed something that only belonged to God, a curse came into their lives. God got into a mighty covenant with a man, our spiritual father, named Abraham. And he said, I'm going to bless you and make you great so you will be a blessing. And in you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. That blessing was fulfilled and perpetuated through Jesus Christ, the blessing of Abraham. Many of us have never taken the time to really find out from all of Scripture, what is the manifestation of the blessing of Abraham? Go back and take a look, read through what all that blessing incurred. Of course, the main part of it was the receiving of the gift of righteousness, right standing. But there were many, many manifestations of the blessing of Abraham that was fulfilled in Jesus, to which we are heirs. God said, part of walking in my covenant is recognizing that I want to get in partnership with you as it relates to your resources. And part of that partnership 
I'm going to give you the Adam test. Part of that partnership is I am saying that 10% of all that I give you is holy. Do you know that? We've lost sense of holiness. That means it doesn't belong to us. Did you know that? As far as God's concerned, if you want to walk in partnership with him, the first 10% of everything that he gives you belongs to him. It is holy. When Dean and I began to get revelation of the holiness of that, we always thought of tithing was an obligation or something you had to do. But when we began to understand that God, the tithe was part of partnering with him, that it was holy, and he gives promises about that, opening the windows of heaven, pouring out blessing, rebuking the devourer on our behalf. Because I want to tell you, many, many, many years ago, I wasn't walking in, in partnership with God, and I'll, I'll tell you this, I found out I was no match for the devourer. I bet you're not either. You're going to need God to rebuke that devourer for you. What a promise. God says, if you'll get in partnership with me and recognize, like Adam didn't do, if you'll recognize that this is mine, and if you will get in partnership with me and trust me and believe me, I am going to bless you out of that. A blessing. Well, uh, it doesn't mean you'll never have any issues. It doesn't mean that you'll never have, uh, to, <laughs> have to trust God and believe Him. And, and uh, Listen, uh, nothing worth having, nothing that is worth having is without testing. If it's valuable, it will be tested. And so we shouldn't uh, decry uh, testing. But God said, that is holy. And if you'll honor me with that, then I, I, will, I will bless you. Did you know that every command to give in Scripture, every command to give is followed by a promise to receive? How about that? Why would that be? Because God knows how tough it is for us dealing with money to have to, you know, to come to grips with it, and he encourages us to partner with him. Well, uh, the blessing of God, we talked about the grace. God, I love 2 Corinthians 9, 8, Brother Tommy, Miss Mary, I love that. I know y'all got revelation of it. This, this changed my life. God is able to cause all grace favor and ability to abound towards you so that always having all sufficiency you may have an abundance for every good deed I've said this wouldn't you long to be there wouldn't you long to always have all sufficiency and an abundance for every time the Lord would press you to do something you just do it wouldn't that be fun God says he's able to do that. And that was in the context of financial sowing into his kingdom and where he. So we, we've been going through that. We've spent eight sessions doing that. And so today I wanted to just spend a little time at the end to wrap this up on uh, maybe some practical questions. People say, well, should I tithe off the gross or the net. 
Um, some people use the scripture that Jesus said about taxes, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And uh, they say, well, since taxes belong to the government, then I don't really need to tithe off that. Can I encourage you to do something? You make up your own mind about that, but don't look for ways to give God less. That's not going to be a blessing. Amen? Besides that, Scripture is very clear, and that is that it all belongs to God. Do you know that? It's all His. All He asks is that we honor as holy that top 10% that we recognize that. Amen? Um, besides that, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have a gross blessing than a net blessing any day. Amen? Okay, we're, getting, we're cutting in there today. All right. Our next practical issue is, Pastor, how can I tithe if my spouse is not on board with that? Um, how, once I get revelation of God's partnership and what a blessing it is and the promises of it, if my spouse is not on board with that, what do I do? First of all, recognize God didn't call you to be a dictator. He asked you to be a leader. And a lot of times, leaders do their best leading by example and by encouragement. And one of the best things you can do is, is talk to your spouse about partnering with God and the wonderful promises that God gives based on those who are willing to honor Him with what He says is holy. And approach them on that basis. If they are not willing to see that, you be patient and do this. You be obedient to the Lord with what belongs to you. If both of you work and your spouse is not willing to tithe, then you ought to say, well, I'd like your blessing to tithe off my income, even if you don't see that yet. I believe, and, and, and you know what, there's scripture that gives us a principle, and this had to do with salvation, I know, but sometimes a person who is willing to believe and obey God and just quietly submits to what the Lord desires them to do, sometimes God will use that to lead the spouse who don't believe in that area over into that place of faith. You continue to pray. And you be patient, and you love, and you obey what's under your control. And uh, God will bless that, and he will be at work to bring it about. So, um, Pastor, if I want to really get involved in uh, tithing and honoring God, what about all these creditors I owe because I just can't afford to give the Lord 10% off the top of everything else, I am walking up to my eyeballs 
Do you know, God began many, many years ago to give me a revelation on this when I couldn't pay attention. Um, I owed more than I could possibly have the ability to pay. And so I said to God, okay, what do I do here? Because I am in a situation and circumstance that uh, I don't, I just don't have the ability uh, to do that and keep my house or keep a vehicle. Wouldn't you be interested in me being able to get around or having a house for my family or whatever? And uh, here's, what, um, here's what I encourage you to do. How good does it work for you without the tithe? Is that working great for you? Well, you know what it comes down to? This is hard preaching right here now. You don't hear much hard preaching anymore, do you? This is hard preaching right here. You know what it comes down to? Whether or not we really believe God or not. It's the bottom line, isn't it? So the Lord finally said to me, so I guess you've got a choice. Are you going to love and serve and obey me? You love me more than you do the house, the vehicle. But God, you told me to pay my debts. I know, and I told you that that top 10% is not even yours. That's hard preaching, isn't it? But it's kind of what it gets down to, is it not? So I... Um, made a decision that I was going to obey God. And guess what happened? I found out all those years ago, Bill, that when I started obeying God, that God gave me some mercy and grace with my creditors. He did. When I told them, look, I want to pay and I will pay when, I, when it comes. I, had some, I got some mercy and grace with my creditors. And you know what? Out of deep financial, I don't care whatever you've been through. If it is incredible financial stress, if it's bankruptcy or whatever it is, just obey the Lord and trust Him. Look, His grace is bigger than your creditors. He can do things for you you can't do for yourself. You're not going to wake up the next morning and poof, all your debts are gone away. But I'm going to tell you something. As you walk through that journey, if you will obey God, and it won't make a bit of sense to you in the natural, but if you will obey God and honor and go before with that, whatever the top 10% is, and you go before Jesus and say, Lord, Jesus, this is yours. You're my high priest, and I bring that tithe to you, and I'll honor you with it. Learn to start trusting God and you'll find some mercy and grace that will be incredible and God will make ways for you. I, I know this, that there's no other explanation for financial healing in my life except God. Can you say that? And I also want to tell you something else. 
Uh, it's good. It's good uh, to budget money. But there's no higher law of financial order for a believer than to honor God with that top 10% of what belongs to him. Amen? He will get involved with you. It's a matter of faith and trusting him to do it, even though it's tough. Um, so put the priority uh, on the Lord and trust him to work with you in all the other things. Can I tell you something else? He can solve problems you can't even think about solving. The Lord showed me, you're trying to figure out how it'll work, and it'll never work for you like that. You've got to learn to believe and trust me. I want to get in partnership with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, if I am, in, uh, I am saying this because right now there are people all over believers in the body of Christ all over uh, who for whatever reason and there are myriads of reasons we had people listening to us at some point last year in over 50 countries of the world there are believers everywhere across this country who are not connected to a church where they can worship where they can receive hands-on prayer, where they can be taught the Word of God by called-out leadership, where they can have a connection with a body of believers and be spiritually covered by pastoral leadership. What do you do then? The Word says in Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. God said, my house. Well, we find out in uh, 1 Timothy 3 that Paul is writing to Timothy and he says, I'm writing these things to you so that you know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church. So the question comes, and um, boy, I have really gotten blistered on this one. I'm just telling you in a little family talk here, I have gotten blistered on this one. A, uh, a pastor who is uh, not, uh, of course, my pastor, or a, a pastor um, took me all the way to the upper echelon of his denomination and told them that I was teaching heresy. Heresy. As it related to tithes. Y'all think I live a charmed life. You better think again. I am not the most popular guy that's ever walked. You have no idea. Pastors are not always that popular, are they, Bill? And here's why that accusation came. This man met me, and he wanted to confront me, and uh, I agreed to meet with him. And uh, 
here was the contention. How can you possibly say that it is okay to give a portion of your tithe somewhere besides the local church? I said theoretically and ideally. Are you listening? Are you listening? Ideally, ideally, it ought to be the local church. Ideally. If that local church has what I've just talked about that can constitute a New Testament church, a place of prayer, a place of worship, a place of mature, spiritual, called out, gifted leadership, a place where there is oversight, where there is account- accountability and oversight, a place where Holy Communion is celebrated, a place where there is selected spiritual leadership based on track record. I said, ideally, that is the way to go. And um, those of you who've been around here know, uh, last year we were able to give off the top 35% of everything that came into this church into missions and ministries and benevolent causes. That's a lot if you run a business. Thank you, Jesus. But um, ideally, that would be the case. But I said, not everybody has that ideal available to them. There are some people who, for whatever reason, have not found that place where Jesus has led them to connect and be part of that body. It's sad but true. And I'm talking to people all over the world right now who do not always have the ideal operation of the teaching of the word, of the spiritual covering, of worship and prayer and all and the and the body fellowship, all the things that are available like you and I have. There are places where that does not exist. There are multiplied millions of believers today who don't have that. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you can't find that in a church, find the arm of the church. Find a, 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 a ministry in the meantime where you're hearing that word of God that comes out uncompromised, where the word is being ministered to you, where there is an, an ongoing um, assignment from Jesus. Remember this. There ain't nobody with skin on that has redeemed you. Did you hear what I said? Jesus is the high priest and he is the Lord of the church and the Lord of every one of us. So if you're in that place where there's not a clear path to what should I do, go to Jesus. The Bible says in Hebrews 7, 8 that Jesus right now is receiving tithes. Hallelujah. And it's not through all charitable organizations. It's through the body of Christ and the operation of the kingdom of God. But continue to pray. Listen, those of you who are accusing me now and mad at me, just listen to this. Continue to pray that God would lead you to that place where there is the operation of the New Testament church where you can become a part of an investor in. Amen? And the Lord will connect you there. I want to say one other thing. 
you stay where God has put you until you are released by the Lord of the church. But you don't stay once you have been released. Sometimes it's hard to move from a stuck place. Ask God to give you the grace and the courage to do what he's telling you to do. And to move under his operation. So many, many practical questions. But the word of God says bring the whole tithe. That means unbroken. Dina reminded me of the devotional this week. Whole means unbroken. It is the whole thing. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing till it overflows. And I will rebuke the devourer on your behalf, says the Lord. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. Start where you are. Pastor, should, should I go back and just start um, figuring out I've been so disobedient for a long time. Just start where you are. Just start today. Just start where you are. Ask God's grace to cover where you've been and start where you are. He's a good God. A mighty, mighty provider. He wants the best for you. And I believe with all my heart that God, your Father, would love to use you as a vehicle through which he finances his kingdom work. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? As we close this series, I want to pray that the Lord will give you special grace and encouragement to keep on going if you've been going through some punches, some difficulties, that God's grace will sustain you. It's a matter of faith. It's a matter of believing His Word. And sometimes when you don't see the manifestation of that promise, it's a matter of learning to trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own ability to understand. God's telling a story through you. He didn't tell you you'd understand it in the middle. Are you willing to keep putting one foot in front of the other? To just trust Him. He has not forgotten His promise to you. He will fulfill it. You trust Him. The Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. His plans for your good. You trust Him in that time of pain. He will bring you through. If you're here today and need special grace from God, just tell Him, Lord, I need, I need a little encouragement here to keep on going.
If you're here today and you're looking on the other side of getting in partnership with God and you're just now getting revelation of how He wants to partner with you and bless you and that a portion of all that He gives you, He says, is holy. But you don't know how in the world you'll do that. Understand this, that you'll never figure it out. You just decide to trust God. Give Him a chance. Stay the course when it doesn't look good. He'll do what you can't do. He has myriads of ways to bless you that you can't even figure out. Don't even think about limiting Him to your job, your present investments. God is able, God is able to do what you can't do. Trust Him to give. In any kind of way He chooses to bless you and use you for His glory. Now, Father, I pray your mighty and holy blessing. I ask you, God, just like you revealed to me when we started this weeks ago, you showed me in the Spirit that you had released a mighty blessing from heaven. And Father, we stand on what your Word says and not what we see or feel today. We know our circumstances are subject to change. We praise you today, O oh God. We praise you today that you've released blessing from heaven. And by faith, O oh God, we receive it so that it'll bless your kingdom and give you glory. Meet the needs of your people. Hallelujah. We thank you that heaven's vault has been opened. And by faith we receive, O oh God. Intervene in time and space. Bring breakthroughs to these, your people. Breakthroughs in their business. Breakthroughs, O oh God, in their relationships, in their health. Breakthroughs, Father, in the area of financial provision. Let it come today for your own glory, God. For your own glory. We'll give you the credit and the glory and the honor for it. Oh, how we praise you, oh God, you're able. You're able. I want you to just pray right now, and I want you to thank God that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you ask or all that you think that he can do. Pray you'll go with God. He's going with you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Be blessed today. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.